1: Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants,
2: they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com
1: or
3: just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get your podcasts. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24/7.
0: So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second?
2: Um,
3: brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back.
0: So tell me about this fender bender.
1: Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty
2: Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante rolling into the All-Star break. They did it to us again. How many times are they going to do this exact thing to us? Two very nice people who host a podcast. They A series win on the road in Houston? They fucked that up? Yes, they did. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. If you'd like to, we're happy to answer it. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. The only way this could have been worse, right, is if they had lost the first two and then done this in the third game or split the first two and then done this in the third game. So there are two scenarios where it is worse, theoretically. Like, a sweep, you're getting greedy. But then again, you're actually not getting greedy if you lead the Houston Astros for 26 innings out of the 27 in a three-game series. If you lead them 7-2 in the ninth inning. And then, honestly, you know, I took my foot off the gas pedal a little bit. I actually idiot. I'm an idiot. I actually thought they were going to be able to hold a 7-2 lead in the ninth inning of the third game of the set. I didn't think they were going to win it going in. I didn't think they were going to win it at any point. When they extended the lead from 3-2 to 4-2, I was like, well, actually, you know what? That's an insurance run. That's like what good teams do. I actually, I think they might win this game. Then when it was 7-2, I was like, well, you know, that's." and then I took my foot right off the gas pedal. If not for a friend who texted, the Yankees are back in the middle of the eighth inning, I would have been confident going into the ninth, but with that text, I was like, yeah that's pretty that's how you lose games when you're this bad team and then lo and behold uh yeah they have to. they this team never trolls correctly for an entire series they finished the cold game I really didn't think they were going to do that when they trolled the beginning of that game I'm like well they'll blow this in the ninth but they didn't and I was like well they actually finished the job they won the series tomorrow's gravy of course tomorrow's not gravy and then of course they lose it in a way that only this team could and now we're entering the much needed all-star break. The games do not get easier after the break. And they have, they just, they crumple up the good feelings. This is an impossible loss.
3: Yeah, and w- w- guess what, guys? We're not talking about the Garrett Cole start today because why would we? Yeah, there's no why reason we? to. It
2: was great. Uh, best best Yankee pitching performance uh, since Luis Severino went to Houston in 2018, probably.
3: Amazing. Yeah. Uh, best start of his career could be the best start of his uh, Yankees career uh, because they're not going to the World Series anytime soon, so he's not going to be pitching. He's not going to be pitching deep into October. Uh, stupid me. I'm sitting there trying to not be negative because... Um, how many opportunities did they waste? Three for 16 with runners in scoring position, left 14 runners on base. They mm-hmm. walked 14 times. They got eight hits. They had 22 base runners. They scored seven runs. Not entirely bad. The Gio Rochella hit. Uh, The, the Gleyber Torres walk with two outs, stolen base, Gio Rochella green light on three o, uh, Getting him home was the shit that we've been dreaming of all year. We've been waiting to see more of that. And that felt good. And then Gary's three-run shot, Made you feel really, really, really good. And are you getting cocky at that point? Yeah, because Houston scored two runs across 26 innings. You shut them out the first two games. Uh, Their offense was an inning away from being pronounced dead heading into the All-Star break. The Yankees were a sweep away. Uh, They they were an inning away from sweeping this team going into the All-Star break at 47 and 42, which really just seems eons better than anything that they've done this season. They could have erased what had happened during this first half? Um, because all the chatter heading into the break would have been you swept the Astros, the starting rotation steps up. Garrett Cole, 129 pitch performance. Nestor Cortez, is he earning himself a rotation role? Because guess what? Uh, we'll take four scoreless at this point. How many times have we talked about hey, it'd be great if Michael King could get out of the third inning and not give up three runs in the first? Now, I guess we had a guy doing that for the, his last two starts, and Esther Cortez, uh, I believe, um. Uh, eight shutout innings, eight eight and a third shutout innings over his two starts uh, against the Mets and the Astros. Uh, not the greatest, but you'll certainly take it. Uh, funky delivery uh, thro- certainly throws off opposing hitters with his timing. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that you want. Um, and then you get Garrett Cole, you get Aaron Judge's home run and the troll. You're talking shit. Everything's feeling good. You go into the ninth inning with a five-run lead. And this is where I am blaming myself because – I wanted to kind of get negative because I was sitting there. I was like, okay, great. The Yankees can't use their $16 million closer because this is life right now. And nope. he's incapable of throwing a fucking fastball, which is another problem in itself that I don't think we really need to, to, to delve into. Um, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, is Domingo Herman really going to get this last inning? Uh, is he, is he really going to face the, the heart of the Astros order? Like not that I'm spooked out about a fi- of him blowing a five run lead, but like, Switch it up. The lineup already saw him. Uh, maybe go to Luis Sessa because Chad Green's exhausted. Uh, you go to Litke if you really need to, uh, because you want him facing lefties and not Yuli Gugliel, uh, Gurriel uh, Guriel and Kyle Tucker. Um, but anyway, Domingo Herman goes out. Didn't seem like Aaron Boone had a plan. Maybe he wanted to see what maybe he may, uh, Obviously, nobody saw this coming, nobody saw the Astros. Uh, completing the easiest five-run ninth inning comeback in MLB history, um, but Aaron Boone clearly did not have a plan because after the second batter, Chad Green faced, you knew he, you knew it was over. You knew he didn't have it. Fastball didn't really have life to it. Breaking ball was flat. Uh, he was throwing everything right, right over the middle of the plate, which is just what you can't do. Um, he and uh, and even when he wasn't throwing. The, Uh, his pitches over the plate, his location elsewhere wasn't that great. So it was not it was not a situation where where you were feeling good. And the fact that there was no plan because Green had pitched a friggin ton over the last week. Why are you going to him? Does he need to finish the inning? Yes. Does he need to come in at some point? Maybe. Uh, But I I didn't think going to him at that point was, was, was the right move just because of how many innings he had under his belt over the last week. Um, and just the fact that the Yankees have had other effective relievers who, uh, were able to take on a workload, uh, Domingo Herman is just not capable of being a pitcher, uh, a a consistent pitcher. We all know that, um, he's been, he's been not good this year at all. He has not given us any flashes of consistency whatsoever. Uh, so going to him in the ninth and, and giving that's the thing, like, did I think Domingo Herman would blow a five run lead? No, but did I think he no. would open the door for some shit to happen? Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. I know the first hit was a dinky, uh, a dinky swinging bunt, but then Kyle Tucker, the teams are uh, best hitter at the moment is up. He's great. Um, scalds a double into, into left center field. And then you're looking at runners in second and third with no outs. And you're like, great. One hit makes this a three run game. And then another hit after that puts the tying run on base. So like uh, our tying run at the plate, so now we're looking at a problem. And of course, this is what the Yankees do because this is the problem with this team that they, they cannot finish games. There's always another insanely erosive problem with another aspect of the roster that that brings the entire team down. And it's it's shitty and it's hard to blame the offense in a game like this because this is this is how it ended up. The Yankees should have had 12 runs in this game. That's, that's just what the facts state. This is like, that's what good offenses do. They just keep bludgeoning you into oblivion. The mistakes they made on the base paths and with um, not being patient at the plate in the first two innings, obviously came back to haunt them. DJ LeMay, who tried to take two bases on a pass ball, which was egregious. And then he swung at the first pitch uh, with runners on first and second with two outs when Framber Valdez was having trouble locating the ball. um, And he grounded out. So you don't, but that's the thing. You you can't blame the offense here. They put up seven runs. They put up they put up twenty two base runners. Um, but this is what happens when you're incapable of finishing games. Now you're backtracking. You're going. How many times are you sitting there saying to yourself, "Well, they could have stepped on the Astros' neck there by you know the two run single nine runs could have really changed the complexion of the game." They don't do that. They 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 lied. To, they had runners on first and second with no outs in the top of the ninth. They couldn't get a run across. The uh, two innings before that, they had first and third with no outs. They couldn't get mm-hmm. a run across. Uh. I, I just uh, the walks are great, but like Luke Voigt walking a ton doesn't didn't look good. In his approach at all. Um, and that that's an, that that's a potential issue. Brett Gardner is unplayable on the offensive end. That That's that's another issue. So um, it's just upsetting that we're here and we're backtracking to look at other potential issues when it should have just been a seven to four victory. And we should be forty seven and forty two heading into the break with good vibes. And now it's back to panic mode.
2: Yeah, you can't live with a one-man bullpen. I mean, that, yeah. that's not news to anyone. But without Britton, who is ineffective and then is now hurt, Earl's Chapman is apparent – Is I mean, we know he's unpitchable, but is he really 7-2 game final game before the All-Star break unpitchable? I guess he is. Yeah. I, like, And I do understand that, look, the optics of Aaron Boone bringing Earl Chapman into that 7-2 game, if he puts those first two runners on base, that gets even sweatier. It's not necessarily Aaron Boone's fault that Chad Green had nothing – But it is Aaron Boone's fault that Green was the backup plan for Domingo Herman because you know what? Aaron Boone thought the game was over. Which, if I'm mad at my friend for texting me that the game's over in the eighth, I'm definitely a little bit mad at Aaron Boone for being like, 7 2 is enough because you know what? 7 2 is enough for a competent baseball team. Uh, Almost any other team in baseball finishes that. We don't have to rehash it. it. You know, only two teams have blown four run leads in the ninth this year, and it's the Yankees twice, and it's the Yankees twice in the last week and a half. So we all know that. But, you know, what a fan thinks and what a manager thinks should not be compatible with each other. Every fan, you know, th- there's a benefit to trying to squeeze extra outs out of Domingo Herman. I guess. 7-2, it's a large lead. I, I would have probably done that at 9-2 or 10-2. is a large lead. I get it. I do get it. It, You know, you can't play. It's an unlosable game. You can't lose that game. Absolutely cannot lose that game. 4-2, you can lose that game. 7-2, whether it should have been 9 or 12 or 14 or whatever. 7-2, you can't lose that game. Aaron Boone treated that like a victory, a game that was already over. Let's test out Domingo. Let's just have Domingo finish it. Um, You know, why bother going to the pen in this game? Clean inning from Luis Sessa ends that game. Clean inning from Eroldis Chapman probably ends that game. I really don't know who in the bullpen could have blown that five run lead. That, I mean, that's the fact. Like, in the same way that I say, I don't know how any manager could do a worse job with this roster than Aaron Boone, which I maintain is true. Roster's good. Roster's really good. As frustrated as we get with these people, roster's great. You know, not enough pitching, more than enough offense, better than a 46 and 43 team. I don't think any other reliever with a clean inning could have possibly blown that game. Even Chad Green with a clean inning, I don't think blows that five-run lead, though he worked really hard uh, to do so in, in the game that we watched. I don't understand for the the all-star break is in 10 minutes. The all-star break is whenever some pitcher wraps up a 7-2 victory. That person will signal the all-star break. Everyone's about to get three days off. Luis Sessa can't pitch the ninth in this game. It's Guriel and Tucker, right? Those are what's the worst case scenario that both of them reach great. We lived that with Domingo Herman, Gurriel and Tucker are very good. And then you get to the bottom of the Astros lineup and it's Chaz McCormick and it's all sorts of triple a dudes. And so the Astros have every right to be like our triple a team beat you. Cause they did. They really did. Chad Green was completely gassed. He's a one man pen and has been for several days after the went down extremely ill time. Garrett Cole saved the Yankees in the first game of that series. I don't know what Aaron Boone was thinking with the mound visit with Cole on the mound with two outs in that inning. Uh, you know, if he brings in a role to Chapman to face Jordan Alvarez with two outs and one on in the ninth, that is hilarious. That's hilarious. That is a hilarious move. I presume that that mound visit was just to go pump up Garrett Cole. Whatever it works, the Yankees take the series. It's amazing. I I, I don't have any patience for people sitting around today going, well, at the beginning of the series, you sign up for the two out of three. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the series in the 2004 ALCS, you sign up for being up 3-2 going back to Yankee Stadium too. But that doesn't tell the story of the goddamn series. Losing that last game, it's an unlosable game. I'm sorry. You know, the, the Yankees are making hay out of losing all of the games that I dreamt about. as a, Like, from 2004 on, I've been very skittish about holding leads. I think understandably so. I get nervous whenever anyone has a lead that's within range of being blown. When somebody drops a pop up or makes an error up six in the nine, I get nervous. I clench. I, I get it. Look, that that's probably too, that's probably too anxious. Um, that's you know these are games that teams don't lose, so it's not worth it getting anxious over two runners on in an eight two game in the ninth. But you know what, the twenty twenty one Yankees lose these games. Uh, just they lost the Justin Wilson game after the umpire took strike three off the board. They lost the Red Sox game after the umpire rang up Rugnet door on one of the craziest strike these you'll ever see. They lost the seven five or oldest Chapman game in Minnesota. They lost the Subway Series game, which you know what? That's a one run save with a closer who sucks, but you still got to finish that game. They lost the Angels game, which was the craziest. You know, rain delay causes extra innings delay. You know, we're we're getting uh, we're at one a.m. and this game should have been over at ten thirty. I go to bed nervous they're going to lose that game. And they do. Uh 7-2 in the ninth, I actually was not nervous yesterday. But I should have been because I didn't even take into consideration that after Domingo Herman not a reliever, managed to cover the seventh and eighth. Uh, and there's no there's no rest is coming. There's no rest concerns. Sessa and Litke, look, in an ideal situation, are they pitching the ninth inning of this game? No, of course not. But it, it is a 7-2 game. It's not a 12-2 game. It's a 7-2 game Five run lead. Luis Tessa just spun three one hit shutout innings against the Mariners. He, can, I'm pretty confident he can get out of the bottom of the Astros lineup with the two runs maximum. I, I think, worst case scenario, let's say the same two, let's say the first two dudes get on base. I think we're out of the inning with a sack fly, ribby single, ground ball double play. I, I, I will go on record saying that I don't think anyone, I don't think Wandy Peralta could have blown 7 2, ninth inning lead if he started the inning. Oh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, obviously more of the same. Stick around. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. More of this. Thomas Carinante. like, look, am I crazy? Like could anyone else starting that inning clean have blown the five-run lead? Uh, I,
3: I, I really don't know. I, I would like to think not, but we've seen a this chapman do some crazy shit this year. Brooks we've seen a- could have if he, Brooks- <laughs> if he was still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I just don't know how I just don't know how they thought Chad green was, was capable of taking on another intense workload. He had, he had thrown what since July 4th, he had thrown uh, four, six, he had thrown almost set. he thrown six and two thirds innings of work. Um, and his pitch count for th- in the middle of those th- three outings was 35, 18 and 26, 26 was the two days prior through two innings. Um, so I just don't understand how, how that, was how that was like, that was the call. It was, let's, there was, there was just clearly no plan, which is, which is the problem with the Yankees. It's like, I understand how, like, how does Aaron Boone not have, how is there not a, a little alarm in the back of his head saying, well, this game's not over. How many times have we seen this? We saw it against the angels, the worst blown saved. Well, that was the worst loss at the time. Then you have the Mets game on the fourth, uh, uh the first game on the fourth where they're up five to four, Chapman gives up a home run. Then Chapman loads the bases. Then the nightmare happens Then they lose 10-5. And now we have the new worst loss of the season because they have this team on the ropes um, who can't hit. And then they let them hit like the other two. The other two games was like, okay, this team's kind of hitting us this series. The Angels, the Angels have good hitters. They were scoring runs. The Mets, the Mets bludgeoned us on uh, uh, on the Friday or the Saturday. So this was 26, 26 innings of two run ball. And you clearly thought the game was over, like you said. And the fact there's no there's no, there's no plan in place. Yes, you want to get extra outs from Domingo Herman, I guess. But why are we not being as safe and as conservative as we could possibly be at this point? I understand not pitching a role to Chapman here, but also when are you going to throw a role to Chapman again? Uh, he hasn't pitched since what? That 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 bullshit Mariners, Mariners game. game. Yeah. 12-1, he had a 12-1 yeah. lead, and he looked awful. That was on Wednesday or Tuesday. What was it, Tuesday? Um, either way, it was the middle of the week, and his last action before that was on the Sunday. So when are you going to throw him next? He's going to go into the all-star break, sitting there wondering if he could locate his fastball. I guess he's going to pitch in the all-star game. Now they can use him for fucking five innings because he has enough. He rest. Should,
2: yeah. Burn him, burn him out. Send him to the IL. Yeah. Like I, I don't care. Yeah. He's going to, his first outing since the Mariners 12, one night, then he's going to be against the Red Sox at Yankee stadium. Yeah, great. At the end of this week. Good luck. Enjoy. Wa- enjoy watching that. Everyone seriously. I hope you enjoy. Yeah. Not that I um, thought I, he was the right guy there,
3: but um, yeah, I, I agree that Sessa should have probably should have gotten the shake. He's, he's been, he's been pitching well, um, and it's a different look for the Astros lineup and it's not like he, he, he's been, he's been good this year. So he has the stuff to, to get out the, the heart of the order. Um, and it's better than going to, to Herman who's shaky to start off the inning because then what, what did we expect to happen? We probably expected for him to give up at least one extra base hit. And then you have to warm people up and then people have to make sure they're ready and then they have to deal with damage control. And here we are. And you give Chad Green damage control after he's helped the Yankees escape countless jams over the last four or five days. And this is what happens because his stuff is flat. He can't, he, he, he's, he's coming into a situation that he should have never been in to begin with. Um, and it just murders team morale. Every time this team gets a shred of momentum and this was the most momentum they probably have had um, since that 23-9 and nine run. Actually, it's no doubt the most momentum they had. They won the first yeah, two games. Yeah, more
2: than a this time. Yeah,
3: they won the first two games against the Mariners, and then they don't get, they don't score a run since the second inning of the day before. They don't get, they get three hits from since the fourth inning from the day before, and they come out flat, and they, they, they overshadow the series win by a shitty series finale performance. Then you go into Houston, you stick it to them in game one, you, you get timely hits, you get good pitching, and then game two, Not really good hitting, but your ace comes and he delivers, which is what everyone's been asking for for the last three months because uh, Garrett Cole has been great, but then the sticky stuff comes in and he can't pitch anymore, it seems. Now you get 129 pitch performance shutout from him, and you head into the last game. Jameson Tyone with, again, another good start. That's his his third best start of the season, um, coming off his best start against the Mariners. And you have room. He goes six innings. You need three more. You need nine more outs. Who's going to get you the nine more outs? And there's no plan to get the nine outs. I I didn't think bringing in Domingo Herman was a bad idea after him. But then there's got to be a plan for the ninth. It's got to be more comprehensive than that. There's got to be a thought process because once again, Aaron Boone, you've blown this game four or five times this year already. What makes you think it's not going to happen again?
2: He, he's not thinking at all. And you you this team spent so much time and energy on the bullpen and then to end up with spots are being taken up by people who cannot come into this game. And one of them is your all star closer. Embarrassing. But additionally, Justin Wilson cannot come into this game. Brooks Krisky or whoever is in the last spot right now. Nick Nelson. Is he still here? Can't come into this game. Uh, Wandy Peralta cannot come into this game. Uh, Justin Wilson is the real shame because it's a 7-2 game in the ninth, right? You should be able to bring in, uh, based on their body of work, Wilson and Sessa, that, that's fine. Either of those two people should be able to do this. And Lucas Litke has been a pleasant surprise. He should also be able to come into this game. But Justin Wilson, I mean, Justin Wilson entering in that game would have been the death knell. Right. There's yeah. no way he finishes that either. Uh, you know, I, I just like to think that anyone is capable of closing out a 7-2 game. And so I really did, you know, I took my foot off the gas pedal for five seconds, just being like, I, this is pretty impossible. This is whatever decision gets made. I actually don't see how it can be the wrong one because this one is pretty impossible. And then just within a couple of seconds, you know, I can think that way. The manager of the team can't think that way. So how, I mean, overall on the whole, they're like four and a half games out of a wild card spot. I don't particularly want to see them make a run of any kind. Taking two out of three in Houston's crazy. I can't believe that happened. But then again, like uh, um, an amazing series, uh, an amazing 26 innings. Uh su- Supreme pitching in the first game. Garrett Cole does everything he's asked of the Yankees get an Aaron judge solo home run early in the second game of the series and actually make it hold up, which I feel like they have never done ever, never ever under any circumstances. Nope. How many Yankee games have started like that? Judge hits a home run to break the ice. One, nothing in the third, one, nothing in the fourth. No, oh, it's tied in the seventh. Oh, they got walked off. I mean, the, the Astros, ALCS in 2019, the ALDS in 2020 every Yankee heartbreaking non-offense filled loss starts like that but judge does the jet you know close the jersey move then Sanchez does the close the jersey move everybody's got a they've got a jacket now it's chilly in Houston this is very funny and and look the series win and even the series sweep does not undo playoff history none of like you're not going to catch a dumbass Yankee fan if they sweep today being like it's even up. We can't wait to see you in the playoffs, Houston. Because no, we can't. We're still very far from the playoffs, and I don't want to see them ever. They're everyone knows they're good. They're obviously good. Uh, they have like uh, they're the only team that has not taken an offensive step back at all in 2021. Um, fair to raise your eyebrows at that? I think some people will say it's not fair. I will say that it is. It is completely fair. Um, but the Yankees somehow mastered them in the first two games of the series. They, they are literally three outs away from uh, you know a complete and total narrative swing going into the break. But then uh, we know this team, right? It's we can grouse on this loss all we want. We can whine. We can complain. And we have every right to do so because it's an incredibly infuriating loss. You can't lose that game. But is anyone here a true believer? You and I, I know we're not. I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. Is anyone believing in this team coming out of the break going into the Red Sox series if they do get this series sweep? and they're 47 and 42 or whatever and still haven't beaten the Red Sox at all this year, is anyone, like, I would probably say that there was a chance they could split that series, but I don't think anyone in their right mind is like, we're taking three out of four, we're sweeping. No, we know this team too well. They, 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 Even if they had taken the momentum into the break, they would have undone it at some point.
3: They probably would have, but you want the momentum because the Red Sox aren't in the greatest of places right now. They've, no, they're
2: uh, getting punked by really yeah. not good teams. Yes. And, uh, Ronald Torres hit a game-winning
3: three-run homer against them yesterday. Yeah, and th- that's that's the importance of this, and the, this is why the Yankees are embarrassing, because do you have to sweep the Houston Astros? No, you don't, but you also can't lose in the fashion that they did um when they're down this many guys they're, they Alex Bregman did not play this series Carlos Craya did not play this series um two of their best hitters are out this is the time to take advantage this is the time to kind of punk them go five and one against them in the regular season and keep that keep that kind of gusto going into the postseason if you were to make it there now Jose Altuve once again destroys the Yankees, makes us look idiotic like he did in the series finale earlier this this season when he hit that three-run homer in the 8th when the Yankees were once again a couple of outs away from the series sweep. Chad um, Green. Yeah, Chad Green again. So, like how do you not see that narrative, Aaron Boone? How do you not see Jose Altuve come to the plate, you're and and you think this is the answer. You saw you literally have you have evidence from a month and a half ago about how this is probably not going to work out and a little dinky curveball gets his barrel on it and puts it right out into the crawfish boxes. So it's, it's the manner in which they lose. It's the manner in which they seemingly don't have a plan. It's the manner in which they fumble momentum over and over again. And that was my post game take after this, that this team is simply just not built for October. If you're sitting here in July and you can't use your $16 million closer and you don't have a bullpen plan up five runs in the ninth to preserve a sweep over the arguably the American league's best team. Um, then you're just not a team that can be trusted. If you are putting 22 runners on base and only scoring seven runs when you had, when you had uh, 13 other opportunities to bat a single run in, you're just not, you're not to be trusted. Uh, And that, that I think that's the biggest takeaway. And that that's, that is, I'm not glad that this happened that this loss happened because it ruins my day and it makes me hate everything, but it at least is in line with the narrative that has continued throughout the entire first half of the season, take out the Yankees 23 and nine run, which was buoyed by a lot of timely hits, which was buoyed by very good pitching, which was buoyed by guess what guys, a lot of luck. They endured. They got a lot of luck over that 32 game span that allowed them to do what they did. And you need that everybody needs luck you can't just go through a season without this we saw how many teams have we saw in have we seen this year endure awful stretches the Astros did they got swept by the they got swept by the Orioles a week and a half ago they lost the series against Detroit they lost they, they lost four of uh four uh five of six games against those teams we saw the Dodgers endure a five for 15th side they looked like the worst team in baseball so everybody is going to go through these stretches but the Yankees have been unable to resurrect themselves from these stretches. It's eternal every time they have. And that's the thing series wins guys are just not good enough. You need to go on a 15 of 20 run. You need to go on a 20 of 25 run. And the Yankees cannot do that. They're, they're showing you over and over again that they don't, I don't know what it is. They not have the mental fortitude. I don't know. That seems to be it because when they're faced with tough situations in, in tight spots, or even when, when, It's time for them to kind of remain locked in, even though the game feels kind of out of reach like yesterday. They can't get the job done. And this has happened far too many times this year for a contender. This happens to baseball teams. This is not anything new. Baseball teams blow games. Baseball teams go into awful stretches. Baseball teams look like they're incapable of doing anything. Um, And other fans looking at the Yankees. Might be like, oh, you're still, you know, a few games over 500. What's the big deal? It's like the the MLB season is not the NFL season, guys. You can't just pluck, you know, one game out of the out of the 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 whole sample size and be able to watch it. You know, every Sunday in the NFL, you're watching uh, multiple games. You could diagnose a team and understand what their flaws are. You can watch highlights and understand what their flaws are. There's far too many innings and games in a baseball season for an outsider to understand what's going on with a certain team. And if you're not a Yankees fan in tune to exactly what's going on this season, you have no idea. You just look, oh, three games over 500. Your team hits a lot of home runs. You got some solid pitching. You'll probably rebound in the second half. No, this team has other problems in their DNA, in their identity that is not allowing for that. It's not going to allow for that in the second half. And when the stakes are higher, which they're going to be over the next two and a half months, the Yankees will likely not be able to, take themselves out and escape the pressure and deliver because they've, they've been unable to do that for the past three years. So why are we going to think that now with their backs up against the wall they're down eight games in the division. There's uh, six games behind the. Ra- How many are they out of the wild card? They're only like four out of the wild card. It's
2: four and a half, and it's three in the loss column. So they're pretty close. Yeah. But you know those numbers look better with. But the that's win. it. Yesterday. Guess
3: what? Yeah, they look a lot better with a win. And guess what? The Yankees aren't a wild card team. They're a division winner. So this is what now they're backs up against the wall, not to win the division. Their backs are up against the wall to make a comeback in the wild card race, and to have to go on the road and do, I don't know who they would have to face if they have to go on the road, but whatever they've showed us through throughout this first half is consistent with what you should expect for the rest of the season. They cannot, they cannot ride with momentum. They cannot punk another team. They can't put anybody in their place. And this is what we're going to deal with unless there's a seismic shift. Like I said, of a 15, 15 of 20 run or a 20 of 25 run. That's what this team needs. And there's no indication that they're going to give that to us. No,
2: and the schedule's crazy. Here comes yeah, eight against insane. the Red Sox coming yeah. out of the All-Star break. We've got Philly twice. We got at Tampa. We're, the respite series from the Red Sox eight times is going to Tropicana Field. How dumb is that? Who did this? I don't know. Who gave the Red Sox, uh, you know, three games against Tampa in April and May and zero games against us and then gave us eight games against stupid Boston coming out of the All-Star break. And then we go to Tampa. We go to Miami. It, it, they are the fourth best team in the division for a reason right now. They are the fourth best talent-wise. Team in the division for for sure for sure. We have a half of data. That is true. Maybe you can argue they're a little bit better than Toronto. I don't think they are. Um, but yeah, horrendous, crazy way to crash face plant on your way out of the first half, which was the worst first half in recent memory for Yankee fans and feature the worst individual losses. Hearing from a lot of other fans, yeah, you hear from a lot of other fans all the time. 46 and 43, it's not bad. It's fine. It's fine to be that. You'll rebound. We won't. We won't. We'll get close to rebounding, but yeah. we won't rebound. You can trust us on that. That is it for this edition of the Inks Go Yard podcast. I don't want to talk any more about this team uh, than I should or than I have to. We have to. We legally have to do this, but we really shouldn't. We'll be back on Wednesday with, uh, I would say, a complete draft wrap-up. That might be fun. They yeah. took a first-round pick Sunday night. Uh, another lefty bat. I don't know if I'm excited. Uh, there are probably better options. But let's see the whole thing play out. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. All-star game recap. The Inks coming back one day earlier than everybody else. Play the Red Sox on Thursday. Kike Hernandez is pissed. Uh, so am I because I don't want to watch this garbage. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We can answer that right up. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib.
3: And I'm Thomas Caronante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also find us on yanksgoyard.com. Plenty of content there for you. Uh, hopefully some good positive trade deadline content. But at this point, I don't know. It It re- is really going to depend what happens in this. Four games set out of the break against Boston. Um, you can also talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go FS. Uh, enjoy the All-Star break. Uh, if you got to unplug, just do it. You'll see minimal Yankees action in the All-Star game. You won't see any action in tonight's uh, home run derby. So a couple of days off from Yankees baseball to recharge. Uh, remember what's actually important in life. Um, and until then, we'll see you on Wednesday, everyone.
2: Nah, see you on Wednesday.
0: Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra.